Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. short and we have the other host finally back with us and it is episode 169 nice nice that's your cue ethan that did you not hear me oh because we found out that i had some fun shit on my uh soundboard <laughs> that was his cue to do that but he missed it sorry uh, my I bad to you. i'll be better this this the rest of this episode all right, ladies and gents, it is episode 169, AFC, NFC North. This is our third, what would that be called, region, I guess? I would just say third divisional. I mean, because we're doing... Directional? No, that's, that's definitely not right. <laughs> that is incorrect. Uh, preview, and then we are also doing a top five movie characters again, but this time instead of comedy TV, it is drama TV. Pretty, pretty, much also, anything, pretty much anything besides a comedy. And we're okay. doing, if I believe, a snake draft again, correct? Correct. correct. Same, same exact style. Love it. Yep. Love it. Love it. All right. Before we dig into that, today, because we are recording this on August 2nd, was the trade deadline. The MLB, some crazy stuff went down, I guess you could say. That's the whole craziest thing everyone was waiting here was the Juan Soto news. I think we all knew that the Cardinals weren't getting him the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's just not it's not Mosaic's mo. It's not the it's Cardinal not, way. It's not Mo's mo <laughs> to go out and get a, a, a big name like that. And to be honest with you, like the more I sat and thought about it, like I was talking on Travis this morning, and I was like, "Fuck it, give give up prospects, give up Gorman. I don't give a shit. He's a once generation generational talent. He's twenty four years old." So he's going to be good for a long time. But the more I thought about it, like, we don't need another bat. Like, I understand, like, if you think five, six years from now, we might need one. But we have Aaron Otto. We, have, we got Goldschmidt. You know, I don't really think what we needed was was a, another bat. We needed pitching, which we went out and got, albeit mediocre pitchers. But, hey, that worked for us last year. We got those two guys I can't remember, and they ended up being all, all right for us. So, uh, But the Soto news, the Padres – they're still not going to win their division. They still get bounced in the wild cards. It won't matter. So I, I looked at the Soto trade for us, us as being the Cardinals, as a win-win for us because I thought if we got him, great, right? Generational talent. He's only 23 years old, and we have him for two and a half years. If we don't get him, great. We have a really good farm system. We've got, well, two now, I guess, solid outfielders. Um, we can talk about that in a second, but – Two solid outfielders, and we've got a lot of good prospects on the way. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw the news tonight, but they actually are moving Jordan Walker to the outfield. 
So they're going to start playing him in the minors in the outfield. And I think that that's a pretty good sign that he might be up as early as next year. So to me, it was a win-win. You get Soto, great. You don't get Soto, great. It's fine. Uh, Would have been cool to see a 2-3-4 in the lineup of Soto, Goldschmidt, Arenado. But Cardinals got what they needed in pitching. Sure, it wasn't the top-tier guys on the market. There were really a lot of top-tier guys on the market to begin with. So for what we gave up, I'll take it. Hopefully it pans out. They'll be more competitive. I agree that I don't think the Padres are going to win their division, but man, they made a lot of moves at the deadline, which shows that they're definitely in it to win it. We'll just see if that actually happens. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not a bad, they weren't a bad team before. And then they're just like, we're going to revamp everything. We're going to get rid of everyone on the team. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I, I didn't personally think everyone thinks that the Nationals are stupid in what they gave up. But they got a lot back because you got to think they weren't contenders or going to be contenders with Soto, and they got a lot of young talent. They really so did. I thought and they got a good amount. Yeah, and they got – I mean, you got to think over the last two years, yes, I get it. They lost Scherzer, Trey Turner, um, Soto, Josh Bell. I'm leaving somebody out, and I can't think of who it is. Harper. Yeah. Oh, Harper, Jesus Christ. Um, and Kyle Schwarber, for that matter. But – uh they the return they've gotten is is a pretty good farm haul. Josiah Gray and Kiebert Ruiz are already up in the majors. They've been okay this season, but still super young. So they'll be fine in the long run. It's just yeah, they're not going to be competitive for the next two to three years, at at most or at, at yeah. Minimum. I mean, I mean, and you look at that that East Division. I mean, the Mets are in win now mode. Uh, I think the Braves are in the same way win now mode. You have the Marlins who are young and upcoming who who, who have some good some good young talent, but I think for what you're looking for with them, you, you look at them from a GM's for GM perspective or front office perspective, the nationals that is, and you know, you're not going to be competing in the next, you know, two to three, maybe even five years, but you just got a bunch of farm talent. Like you just said, Ethan, that's really going to maybe look at it in 2025, 2026. You might be up there ways where, where the Mets and the Braves are going to be maybe falling off and doing their rebuild. So I think, I think it was a smart move overall uh, to get what you could, out of Soto, which, like Travis said, was a, a pretty decent haul. Yep. I think, you know, biggest move of the deadline, for sure. sure. A lot of other random little moves that took place. I mean, there were some there were some bigger moves that took place. A lot of pitchers got dealt around. Frankie Montas, Cole, not Cole Irvin, because he actually started for the ace tonight, I believe. Um, whoever the Yankees got with Montas, and then obviously Cardinals got Quintana, Jordan Montgomery, which I like to pick up. Harrison Bader's gone. I loved him. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then Josh Hader to the Padres, of course. But he's been not great the last few years. Or not years. A few starts. Relief appearances. Jesus Christ. Been drinking a lot of bourbon tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, if you start to notice me he's stumble a, my words, that's why. Oh, Josh Hader. Yeah, I was like, wait, yeah. Ethan's a racist? Josh Hader's a racist. I thought he was talking about me, and I said, <laughs> what was are the, you doing here? The, uh, the dead silence was uh, very apparent for that reason. Yeah. I am not no, a racist. Josh Hader. Gentlemen. It took me, it took me two Hader minutes to connect, to connect A to B there. But um, So, yeah, Soto was obviously the, the biggest deal. Um, that was our thoughts on that. Do we just want to go ahead and uh, dive into the divisional previews? Works for me. All right, Travis, I'll let you guide this since, yeah, we'll, since this is we'll your, your show now. 
Yes, this is my show. Me. This is the Travis Ryan show. Welcome in, ladies and gents. No, Mr. Q again. All right. What? Um, ladies and gents. Oh, was oh, I supposed to play something? I am so sorry. He's in for an applause. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Man, we're, we're, I got to fucking board. find a new sound guy. <laughs> it's 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 a work in progress. I'm not used to you know having to listen to all these cues. We'll get there. We'll get there. If if you were Billy, on part of my take, you'd be fired already. <laughs> I'll fire Billy. Fo- Billy Gotta football. Be we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make you have to do a whole can of dip on the next podcast. <laughs> Top and bottom. Absolutely not. All right. AFC North, top into it. We're going to go same way that we did last week, which is top of the division down. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah. You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. AFC Bengals. Jesus Christ. AFC North (laughs) Cincinnati Bengals is the team. They finished 10 and 7 last year. Added. Hayden Hurst, Lael Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras. Hey, there's the offensive line help that everyone said they needed, but they also lost some too. They lost CJ Uzama, Riley Reef. Don't get confused with Riley Reed, Quinn Spain, Ray Hopkins, Larry Ogan Joey, Jordan Evans, Vernon Hargraves, Trey Waynes, and Ricardo Allen. They lost, a, they lost a lot of players from, from that Super Bowl team. They did. Um, I don't even know who Riley Reed is, guys. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just a porn star. Talking about. She's a porn I'm star. Just joking. I'm, oh, okay. I'm just okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I both agree and disagree with you both, I guess. They lost a lot of talent from that Super Bowl team, but just as Travis said, they added a lot of offensive line help, and I think they got better in that position, even while still losing talent from that position. They kind of gained it right back, and and then some, in my opinion. So, we'll, I mean, yeah. we'll see how it pans out. But I think I think offensively yeah. they're fine. I think I'm more concerned with them on the defense side of the ball. I know they had some defensive players that kind of played above their their grade last year, mainly Jacoby Awuzie. I know he played like way out of like what he normally like how he normally 
plays at, at corner in, in, in the secondary. So I'm more interested to see, while I don't think their offense really needed an upgrade, you know, lost some players, kind of replaced them. I think they, they should have focused on the defensive side of the ball, and they really didn't do that. I think that's where their fallback's going to be, and we can talk more about that when we talk about their schedule because I think they do have a bit of a tougher schedule this year. Well, they drafted two defensive backs, uh, Daxton Hill being one of them, which I think is going to come in and add a good uh, piece to their defense, and then uh, Cam Britt for short, so I'm not feeling like saying his full name, uh, I believe in the second round. So they're both going to add a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, they lost some pieces, but they added some young secondary depth. I don't think they got worse, but with that being said, I think that they might have gotten a little bit better just based on experience-wise with all the young pieces they have. But does better always translate to a better record than they had last year? I I, I can see where you guys are both talking about, but I'm looking at their schedule right here, and it's just – and I've, I've kind of ran through it all. and We'll, we'll, yeah. do, or we'll do our over-under in a second. Uh, MVP, I think we can all agree on one MVP. Got to be, yeah. got to be the man that turned the turned the franchise around himself is Joe Burrow. Uh, for me, it's for me, it's Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase having a a good second year because I think he was so integral in that. Yes, they have T Higgins. Yes, they have Tyler Boyd. Um, but I think if Jamar Chase doesn't have a, another big stellar year, this team will actually take a step back. So that, that's how I've approached MVP on these episodes. It's like, okay, not who's the best player on the team, but who has to be the most valuable for that team to perform to the level that they need to, that they, that they need to be at. And I think Jamar Chase, if he has a setback year, that's really, really going to hurt the Bengals. So you're telling me that Tua and Joe Burrow could do the same thing with this team? Hmm. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> um, I'll jump in while Jarrett is in deep thought. Uh, yeah. Mine was also Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm buffering. Reason, you're fine. The biggest reason for me with Joe Burrow is kind of the same thing that you just said, Trav, is like you're the catalyst of the team that you brought to a Super Bowl. Jamar Chase was huge last year, but I would argue that this wide receiver room is actually – somewhat deep it may not be the deepest in the league it may not be like the highest talent but but it's a pretty deep wide receiver room so if jamar chase doesn't perform up to his level i think guys in that wide receiver room can help carry the load it won't be you know to the level that jamar chase can perform at right but if joe burrow is performing like he should be the wide receivers in that area will also be so that would be my my counter argument to that and i would also say joe burrow is the mvp of this team now, don't get me wrong. I think Jamar Chase very well could be the MVP, but I think if you take him away, this team is still pretty threatening. Whereas if you take Joe Burrow away, might not be as much. I would um, argue. So, so one one more thing for argue. For, I want to just not argue, but I want to say before we move on to over unders, is that I think Joe Burrow his success last year was a lot related to Jamar Chase's success because I almost think they had that connection from LSU. He used it as like a safety crutch almost. Like, hey, I know Jamar is going to be down there somewhere. Like, I'm just going to chuck – like, if you go back <laughs> and look at the tape – Jamar down he, there somewhere. He literally did that. He threw a lot of 50-50 balls that Jamar went up and got. So, and if Jamar isn't there, if it's Tyler Board and T. Higgins, both good receivers, like, they don't have that rapport. 
I don't think he feels as comfortable in the offense and he doesn't have as big of a year. Just trying to like play, play devil's advocate. But I liked it the fact that we all didn't have the same MVP. So yeah. And I don't think Jared we will have for that one. He had a buffer. He had a buffer for a little bit for that one. <laughs> um win totals over under. Right now Vegas has it at 10. Fucking 10. Oh, wouldn't bet this with a 10 foot pole. Nope. I don't I don't know. Don't like it to bet. They had 10 wins last season. I ran through their schedule. I had them at 10 wins this season. I can see them getting to 11, but it's going to be like yeah. on their best football. They think they have an absolute gauntlet down the back end of this season. Their, That's their the last part. stretch is horrible. I them right at 10 wins. If I had to bet it, I would take the under just because I don't think they get to 11, but I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, I also yeah. would say oh. – Nope, you go oh. ahead. I'm buffering. I, uh, I also <laughs> – I had him at nine wins, actually, Trav, but I mean, I probably gave him a, a loss that I shouldn't have. I think I, the one questionable loss you could say I had him at was uh, when they go and play the Saints on the road in week six. Uh, that was a questionable loss, in my opinion. So that's why I had him at nine and eight. But still, like you said, like best case scenario, absolute like miracle season to me is them getting to 11. So honestly, if I had, if like you're being, hey, Jarrett, you got to bet 25, 50 bucks on whatever on, on the Bengals season total. You have to do it. I'm probably betting the under because like you said, best in my opinion, best case scenario, they're probably they're probably pushing, you know, at the 10. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, what's crazy is I think we're all pretty much on the same consensus here. I actually ran through their schedule twice today just to kind of see if I could find a loophole, something that I was like, oh, I saw this the first time, but actually maybe this time. And I couldn't get myself maximum over 11 wins. And I hovered around that 10 and 7, 9 and 8 mark because of the gauntlet of the back end of this their schedule that they have. I think they're a good team. I think they could absolutely win 11. They might even win 12 games. Who knows? They might surprise us. But it's so up in the air because of their schedule that I, I wouldn't touch it. I also I, think if I had to lean, I'd lean under. Yeah, I also think Super Bowl hangover is a, is a big thing that we that a lot of people don't think about. I mean, a team that probably shouldn't have been there. I mean, they literally won every single playoff game leading up to the Super Bowl by the skin of their teeth. They got there. They almost won the damn thing and fell short. Like, I do think a hangover is is reality for a third-year coach and Zach Taylor. So, All right. Fair enough. I mean, I, I think that they are probably likely the team to beat in this division, but not saying a whole lot. Uh, next up. From last season, nine seven and one Pittsburgh Steelers, the old yes. Pittsburgh Feelers. Um, they added Mitch Trubisky, James Daniels, Mason Cole, uh, Larry Ogunjobi, Jannard Avery, Miles Jack, Levi Wallace, and Carl Joseph. They lost Big Ben, Juju, James Washington, Eric Ebron, Zach Banner, Trey Turner. Taco Charlton, Stefan Tuitt, Joe Schobert, and Joe Hayden. Yeah, so um, some big pieces you, all around. You can't just hear that list and not immediately think the Steelers got worse. I think their best addition, in my opinion, was Miles Jack of the linebacking core. They could have kept some of those pieces of Miles Jack. I think this team may have been competitive, but the big the big blow here, and to me, you're going to call me crazy. The biggest loss is Big Ben at quarterback and not replacing him with a viable quarterback option. So. They easily got worse. I think they're by far and away the worst team in this division. 
hands down. I'm I'm gonna interrupt you right there. You're telling me that the MVP Nickelodeon valuable player is not a key addition to this team outside of Big Ben? To 10-year-olds across the world, he may be. But to national football pundits, no, he's not. I don't think it's that big of a – I mean, obviously they lost starting quarterback, but he hadn't been great over the last few years. Like, have you – did you watch his games? He was fucking horrendous those last few years. Like, I did, but I I think it was more of like – the team kind of rallied around him. And that's honestly why I think a lot of these players left because Big Ben was gone. I think that's why Juju left, why these these Joe Hayden – Juju I, sucked. Did Joe Hayden retire? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, if he hasn't retired, I don't think he's been signed. If he that's hasn't, he should have. Yeah, but I but think I mean, a lot of these guys left. The Steelers, let's be real. The Steelers were an aging roster anyway with a few young stars, Juju, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris – you know, those were the those were the big young guys. I guess TJ Watt you can lump in there. A, a, a semi rebuild was was in the cards for them. Yeah, I love I love their draft. Uh, I love George Pickens. I love that pick. I think he's going to be great for them. I actually, I mean, I thought Kenny Pickett was the best quarterback in the draft. I think that their offensive line held up a good amount to where they're not going to have to replace too many people. That everyone's hating on this team, and I don't hate it. I think their defense is very, very, very solid. And if Mitch Trubisky absolutely shits the bed, then they can go in and go with Kenny Pickett. But we saw Mitch Trubisky made it, took his team to the playoffs one year. He did, and then I know his Cody defense Parkey, did. Cody Parkey double jointed. <laughs> well, that's yeah, what you exactly. just said. I mean, the Steelers, as much as we don't like Brian Flores, they just brought him on to be part of their defensive staff on a team that already had a decent defense. Their defense so the, is insane. The more you talk about it, you know, maybe they're not as terrible as I think. I still think in this, this is a quarterback driven league. And I don't, if you're telling me your number one guy, like I loved, I'm a Deontay Johnson Stan. I love Deontay Johnson. I had him on my fantasy teams last year. If you're going to tell me that's your number one guy though. Like I'm like, eh, your offense may be a little questionable. And Najee Harris being injury prone. I don't know. It's just tough for me to see it. And I've also heard that Kenny Pickett has not been playing very well in camp. So can't I hate I hate when people say anything about camp. It means absolutely nothing. I think I hear every year that Tua makes good throws in camp. Never see him in a game. Ever. <laughs> yeah, I saw a video Fuck the kid. other day actually of uh Tua like throwing a dime to Tyreek Hill. And I was like, okay, love that. Let's see it happen week one. Exactly. And then I'll be a I believer. Mean, their offense. I mean, outside of if Mitch Trubisky isn't completely sucked balls, Najee, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Not bad. What's your offensive line look like, though? They, they, I'm pretty sure, replaced, they lost, they only lost one piece, replaced with equal or better talent, two pieces. So I think only one person's kicking in there. So. so there's two things for me with this offense. One, how is Mitch Trubisky going to play outside of Matt Nagy's offensive scheme? Because I never, you know, from seeing a lot of those games as a Packers fan, and we'll talk about that later, obviously, um, I never, like, hated Mitch Trubisky's play. I just, I mean, he was he's obviously not, like, some great quarterback. 
but he was in a really bad system. He's had a year under Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, unless I'm crazy. It's not, it's Sean McDermott, right? And Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's had a year under them to hopefully, hopefully learn something. And now you go to another team and you get another shot. I just, I want to see what that looks like. Now it might, it might be horrendous. We don't, we won't know until we get there, but that was the first thing for me. And the second thing for me is, is what type of step does Najee Harris take as a running back? He had a, he had a pretty decent rookie season. Don't get me wrong, but the second half of that season was not impressive to me. Yeah. I think um, there's like one game. Mean, he had like two yards of carry. It was, it was pretty bad. Yep. And I don't know if that's a product of the offensive line. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I didn't watch enough Steelers games to know, but if I can see production and improvement from both of those guys, then this team might actually be okay. It's a pretty hefty division to try to win. And we'll talk about the Browns and the Ravens in a second, but they could, they could easily be competitive in a division that might make the playoffs with nine or 10 wins because of how competitive that it is. I don't think that I'm not saying that they're going to like go and make a run in the division. I, but people have also been like overlooking them saying, oh, the Steelers suck. Uh, without that being said, I think they can sneak some wins in when a team comes in and like, oh, Steelers, easy win. MVP. I can start. Um, I can be, Just because I was just talking about it. To me, it's Mitch Trubisky. And the only reason is the exact thing that I just talked about is what improvements have you made? learning under Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and getting away from Matt Nagy's offense. If that's the case, you you are the catalyst for this team. And if it's not, your team's going to fall apart. Kenny Pickett could come in and he could be amazing, but you don't want to bank on that. So for me, it's Mitch Trubisky. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and I think we've also seen that when rookies come in, have to start from day one. It never pans out. So you'd like a guy to get in there, learn, learn the system, learn the ropes. Especially from Kenny Pickett, no offense, Kenny Pickett at all. He played at Pitt, not really, you know, a pro style ready NFL, you know, college system. For me, the MVP is going to be Deontay Johnson, and furthermore, maybe just the wide receiver room or the pass catchers as, as a whole. Deontay Johnson stepping up, being the main guy. I know you guys said Chase Claypool. I think Deontay is more of a number one go to in terms of helping Mitch Trubisky out because he Deontay is that that short route guy runs those little five yard ends, those little quick slants. Those are routes that Mitch can hit all day. If they can develop rhythm and develop a camaraderie and chemistry, I think this team can be semi-successful given given what they have. I mean, if you look at the schedule, it's tough. To me, semi-successful is 500 for them or something like that. Um, so, yeah, mine's, mine's going to be uh, Deontay Johnson. We're going to have three different ones. Mine is going to be the leader and catalyst of the defense, T.J. Watt. Yeah. Obviously. Uh Yep. Talked about the defense needing to carry a lot of the, a lot of season, and he is just one of, if not the best defensive player in the NFL. So there you have it. That brings us to their win total. Vegas has it over under seven. Oh goddamn, that's tough too. Wouldn't touch it. I, I also do not like this one. No. I ran through their schedule twice too. Um, Obviously, twice does not mean anything. You know, you could run a simulator a thousand times and get a better result. Um, but I had like their ceiling 10 and seven 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. And I had their floor at like seven and 10 and I averaged them like eight and nine. Their schedule to me just didn't scream super difficult. And maybe I I was looking at it wrong, but you look at those first, those first eight weeks are tough. You got to play the Bengals on the road. You got to play the Pats, the Browns on the road, which I know they're not going to do without Deshaun, but it's the Browns for a good team. The Jets, it's a win, but then they play Buffalo on the road. They play Tampa at home. Miami on the road and Philly on the road, which I think Philly, I didn't, I wasn't on last week's episode, but I think Philly, or it's, we talked about Philly in my first, the first time I was here. So those mm-hmm. first, eight, those first eight weeks, I literally see them winning two one games. or two games, one or two games. Yep. One or two games. That's, uh, that's for me why I have them at six and 11. Yeah. You had, you had their ceiling a lot higher. Mine was seven. I would say eight would be. Phew, shooting for the stars i had them at six to seven wins i had to bet this it would be the under i hate it though the under is at plus 105 ethan what ethan said he's taking the over fair enough well to be fair though yeah i mean i guess what i had is (laughs) you said their floor is seven well i yeah i guess that's true floor was seven you don't have to have the same as us no i agree these aren't consensus picks Trust me, and I was talking to Travis about this off-air earlier, and Jarrett, you'll hear some crazy shit later. I got some crazy takes later that you guys aren't going to agree with, and that's fine. Um, but we'll, That's what we'll makes us fun. When we get there. Makes exactly. fun. Exactly. Makes exactly. Fun. So, Travis, you, you and I are pretty in line on the Steelers. We're both in the – I have them at 6-11. and 11. Yeah, and, like, well, I, I think they'll be a solid team, but they have some – They'll be one of the – If they come out all cylinders firing – and just blow everyone's minds. Sure, they might be able to get to Ethan's night. But here's here's that thing: they're going to be that team that's going to be like surprise. Like we know going in, like oh, like it's not an automatic win. I think it's a team like if like when they when they play the Dolphins in like week six, whatever it is, and they come to Miami, like I'm gonna be scared. I know I know damn well we should win. It's one of those games. They're gonna be one of those teams that hangs around for like two to three quarters, and then just gets the doors blown off in the fourth quarter. Like that's what I think the team the kind of team they're going to be is. So. With four All right. For what it's worth, um, next team, two two very interesting teams coming up in the AFC North. Browns to finish eight and nine last season. Um, let's roll into it. Additions: Deshaun Watson for eleven games, out for six games. Jacoby Brissett, Josh Rosen, Josh Dobbs. Boy, did they add some great QBs. <laughs> Amari Cooper, 
Jakeem Grant, Chase Vinovich, Taven Bryan. They lost Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, J.C. Treader, Tack McKinley, Malik Jackson, Malcolm Smith, Mac Wilson, Troy Hill. They lost a lot of people on the defensive side of the ball. They Don't did forget about lot. Chase McLaughlin. <laughs> oh, God. That's, no, they, that's they, I think they re-signed him, didn't they? Oh, it was on my oh, list of departures, but you're right. Yeah. That is a that is. A, I'll jump in, and for me, that's the biggest thing with this with this defense, uh, with this team, is that talent. And don't and don't forget, you're like, oh, but they probably added some draft pieces. Not really. They didn't have anything till the third round. Yeah. So, because so, I'll be 100 percent honest with you, I didn't really pay attention pay attention to the draft this year. But for me, like the talent they did not replace or replenish on the defense side of the ball is absolutely killer like that that to me i would say they almost kind of remain even keel because you only get deshaun watson for uh 11 games even keel oh they got worse they got worse i don't know they got worse Uh, okay can they can they get worse and still compete for this division because i have the most of the better teams in this division still no, they're not competing for this division. Not even close. So I, I would disagree with you there, in that I, I think they'll still compete, but I do think they got worse. I think that I, I kind of hinted on it earlier. What my roundabout way of like talking about this division is, I think everybody's going to be like somewhere between ten and seven wins. Yep. And I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong, but. I think that everybody's going to be hovering around that 10 to seven win mark. Somebody might win 11, somebody might win five, but I think that they can compete. It's just that to me, what do those six games look like at the beginning of the season? And what does that defense look like is what Travis mentioned as well. I mean, the six have games you looked at their, have you looked at their wide receiver room? It is horrible. I mean, they have fucking, they, they got Mark Cooper, Mark Cooper. If you want to include Donovan Peoples-Jones, okay, that's cool, fine. But outside of that, it's literally Amari Cooper. Who's so you're going to have they – got, They got Njoku and who else? Uh, well, they lost Hooper, so they don't have – Yeah, him. they have okay. Harrison Bryant in his second year. Okay. So you're mean to tell me that you have Jacoby Brissett, Josh Rosen, and Josh Dobbs throwing to Amari Cooper, and that is your that is for six games. We also forget that they still have – they still have Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, which Cream Hunt can easily line up as as a wideout. We've seen him be a more pass catching back. I mean, I wouldn't my, be surprised if that. My whole thing going back to this is that it's still Jacoby Brissett and Josh Rosen. <laughs> the first six games, nope. but their first six games are not that hard. I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose to the Panthers, we're gonna put the Jets, but the Steelers on, on at home, the Falcons. The Chargers and the Pats. I can see them going three and three in those first six games. No honestly. chance. At most honestly. two wins. I can see them. At most, who they who they gonna fucking lose to? Who they who they gonna they're gonna, they're gonna lose to the Steelers? No way. Gonna, I don't think so. Yeah. Yes. Jacoby Brissett couldn't pass the ball to a fucking wide open person in the middle of the field. You remember the Dolphins won some games last year with Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback. I mean, it's not impossible because their defense was incredible. That's it. So you're saying you're saying you're you're giving the the Browns two wins in the first six weeks to the Jets and the Falcons. I'm guessing. 
Uh, I'll go fair. Jets, which shit, we're counting the Jets out. The Jets could very well still beat them if we're being completely honest. Jets are trash. Their coach is an idiot. So I'll say I'll say at most two wins. At most, I wouldn't be surprised if they were one and five. Come to Sean Watson getting back. What do you think, Ethan? So I, when I ran through their schedule, I did have them at three wins in their first six games because I gave them the win to the Steelers. Um, I, I, I can see both sides. I won't play devil's advocate here. I'll be the the man in the middle, and that I could easily see them going one and five, but I could I could also see them stealing a win with the Steelers and winning the at the Falcons and at the Jets. And the only reason is because Jacoby Brissett has the experience. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but when you've got the running back tandem of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the thing that scares me a little bit is those six weeks, I know that teams are going to stack the box. And so it's like, how do, how do those running backs fare in those situations? You have to Ernest Johnson too, who I could see them also trying to use in the slot a little bit or some um, plays out of the backfield. But I don't know. It's just, it's, it's going to be a tough, sledding six weeks and that's kind of going to play into some things that i have to say about in just a little bit but may, I, I mean may i en- we'll see <clears throat> may i enlighten you guys on a stat of jacoby Brissett? yes his 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 career record is 14 and 23 i will okay. play devil's advocate that with helps that. a little bit <laughs> I'll play devil devil's advocate with that and say that I don't think he was on a very good Colts team when he had to lead the Colts for a season. Um, and then Andrew Luck begs to differ. Well, Andrew Luck was a generational talent who just decided to hang the cleats up a little too early, but um, I don't know. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Don't get me wrong, but Travis is uh, the more I look at the schedule. Travis has convinced me that this is not a good team. Or their their schedule. <laughs> the more I look at it, I'm like, what what was I thinking? I kind of like blindly went through this. Like, what the? I even I mean, Travis, you call me crazy. I even gave him the win when they go down to Miami, which I don't think is a guarantee. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, it's Deshaun Watson, but you gotta think when he's back. He also hasn't played football in fucking like eighteen months. Yes, he hasn't played football in a long time. Their team isn't that great when you look at it like from a whole. I'm like, call me crazy, but I think they're two and two and four at best heading in to the season when he gets back. And it's gonna um, take- yeah. all right. We kind of we kind of already talked about our over unders. Real quick, we'll do MVPs and we'll do over unders. All right, yep. MVP, uh, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt because that's the only people they got. For me, it's MVP. Your MVP is eleven games of Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna. Take the flip side of you, Jared. Actually, my MVP is six games of Jacoby Brissett. Good because luck. to me, that's more important than your 11 games of Deshaun Watson. Because if you go 0 and 6 with Jacoby Brissett, I'm sorry, but you're not going to go 11 and 0 with Deshaun Watson. So you have to win, to me, at least three games with Jacoby Brissett if you even want a chance at the playoffs. That's that's where I'm at with that. So that's my MVP. You heard it here, you're, folks. First, folks. You heard it here the first. don't have a chance at the playoffs. That, that might be the consensus is they don't have a chance to play out. Yeah, because, I mean, like, right. I, I, the more I looked at it, I was like, the first six weeks, you know, aren't bad without Deshaun. And then I'm like, shit, they're back half the schedule after the buy ain't good either. So they have a tough they have a tough schedule. So I looked I looked at the over-under on DraftKings today, and I thought, boys, I'm going to come. Because <laughs> this, 
<laughs> it is at nine and a half. Under. No fucking way. Under. It is that nine Under. and a half? I had their ceiling at, at 10, ten and seven, and that was just, being generous. Yeah, me too. Me too. I had their ceiling at ten. I see and, them at, at as 10. a. I see them as a six-win team. And that's maybe a little aggressive, but yeah. I had when I when I ran through their schedule, their ceiling was ten and seven, and I had them hovering around eight and nine. But either way, t- that's the under. So fucking hammer that shit. Yeah, nine I mean, I this morning on DraftKings. I mean, I, I I gave them some wins, like, and I went through and okay, now I changed it to two and six now in their first six games. But even after that, I mean. I, I gave him the fucking the win in Miami. I gave him the win um, against Even, the Ravens at home at the end, to end of the year. I gave him the win. I don't know. I gave, I gave him the win against Washington on the road, which, I mean, we forget that's going to be Carson Wentz. I mean, it's Carson Wentz, but may not be a bad team. Who knows? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking that people are giving Deshaun Watson a little bit too much praise. Yeah, and he he did play on some dog shit teams in Houston. And did not lead them to, to to the promised land. So I mean, exactly. well, I will say, I, he, I mean, the one year he what went twelve and four, and led them to the playoffs before, and then got up twenty eight to nothing before he got or twenty four to nothing before he got smacked by the Chiefs. But uh, I I agree. When you haven't played football in eighteen months, at least competitively, I I don't trust how you're going to come out at least in the first few weeks. You might figure it out and be great, but your first few weeks are going to be rough. Look at how uh, look at how Baker did with all that pressure on him in Cleveland. Fucking yeah. torn pieces. That's so. true. There we go. We're hammering the under. That is probably one of my favorite lock of the episode of yeah. of the of what we've done in over under so far. All right, Ravens. Can't believe they came in last place in this division last year. They were eight <laughs> and nine. That's crazy to me. They added Mike Davis, Morgan Moses, Michael Pierce, Brent Urban, Kyle Fuller, and Marcus Williams. They lost. I had to take a breath. Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray, Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, Alejandro Villanueva, Brad Bozeman, Brandon Williams, Pernell McPhee, Chris Board, Anthony Averett, Jimmy Smith, Tavon Young, Anthony Levine. I think... I'm going to jump in and say, I think every single team in this division, I think this whole division got worse. To be oh, honest absolutely. With you. Like this division was, it used to be like the fucking AFC North's a gauntlet. It still is because I think all these teams like we've talked about are going to be within that six to 10 win range and they're still going to beat the shit out of each other. But I think they got worse. The fucking Browns got worse. The Steelers got worse. We kind of were on this, the fence about the Bengals. This division is literally the Bengals to lose. I, yeah. It's tough. I, mean, I think I think it's the Bengals or the Ravens. I think just because the Ravens have the coaching and still have their offensive talent. Well, um, let's add to that. To all the people they just lost, their draft was immaculate. They drafted Kyle Hamilton. Granted, he was getting roasted on Twitter yesterday for getting absolutely blasted in practice. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, David Ojabo, Daniel Falele, and then two create two off the wall ones that I think could be good. Isaiah likely is tied in from Coastal Carolina, and then have to mention Tyler Brady. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I mean, the Ravens probably had the best draft in this division, in my opinion. Oh, for uh, sure. I, I, I mean, without giving it away, 
I think they win this division. I think I think we have a worse to first situation here. I think on paper they got a little worse, but like we just said every team in this division got worse. And so, I think gonna, yeah. So I can I can see that, and then I took one look at who was going to be catching the football. And I couldn't find a person who would catch it. It's bad. It's, it's so bad. bad. It is the Hollywood worst Brown. wide receiver room in the NFL. I'm a Devin it's... Duvernay truther. Even that, like, I'm sorry. You've got Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, and James Prochet the second to throw to. And I don't know anybody on that second string. Like, I've never even heard of these people before. I've at least heard of some of the other second strings. It's... <laughs> It's bad. I and I, that's I why know, I fi- I think they're finally going to embrace this whole read option offense with J.K. Dobbins, Beatty, if may you will, um, the other guy they have in the backfield. I think I think they're finally going to embrace and like not try to push the ball. To- I think that was a the problem. They tried to make Lamar Jackson more of a passer the last few years, and he's let's be honest, guys, he's fucking not. He's not a passing quarterback. But you got to pass it eventually. Yep. So here's here's where I was with that, right? Is I thought about the same thing, Jarrett. I thought, you know, maybe this is the year where they're just super run heavy and they run read options. They run some triple options. They they kind of mix up the backfield a little bit and make things a little bit crazy. But at what point does that stop working? Because in the NFL, historically, it hasn't. You know, in college, you see the triple option. You see things like that, and it, and it's successful. Georgia Tech has done it for so long. Don't get me wrong. Georgia Tech is not some, like, bright, shining program, but they've been successful doing it. But I don't know if that, that can be sustainable in the NFL. I love their backfield. Like, you talked about Beatty. Beatty's not even on their depth chart right now. They've, got, they've still got J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. They have Justice Hill. Mike Davis to me is a non-factor. I don't even know if he'll make the team, in my opinion. Um, but I, I, I just don't know if that's sustainable. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just I I don't know who they're gonna who they're gonna move the ball with outside of Lamar Jackson. So for me, I think they got worse. For sure. So. Um... That's fair enough to say. Let's jump into MVP. I'll go real quick. I kind of, we kind of kind of already alluded to this. Them being more of a run heavy team, I think it's J.K. Dobbins slash the backfield. I think they're going to be a huge piece of this team. Dobbins missed last year. They had to bring Devonte for Devontae Freeman. He did good enough, um, but I think Dobbins is going to be their key big key piece. And he's if he's not successful, this team will not be successful because it can't rely heavily and solely on Lamar Jackson. Vince Scully yeah. just died. I, uh, Vince Scully just died. Yep. What a sad fucking day for sports. Yeah. Um, RIP. Sorry, we can get into that maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I apologize for laughing. Sometimes I don't know how to handle, uh, traumatic events. Um, Neither do anyways, I, so moving on. MVP for me, Jarrett, we were on the exact same page. I literally wrote down word for word a healthy running back room. Yep. For me, last year, they were all over the place, right? They brought in Devonta Freeman. They had Latavius Murray, and then they brought in Le'Veon Bell, correct? Yeah, I'm not crazy. Um, This year, they get J.K. Dobbins back. Hopefully, he looks like what he looked like when he showed some flashes his rookie season. They have Gus Edwards, who was a pretty good backup running back. You have Justice Hill, who showed a lot of good flashes. He was healthy. 
Um, and then you bring in Mike Davis, who again, I think is going to be a non-factor. That's beside the point. And you have Tyler Beatty, who hopefully makes the team. That kid was, I mean, we, we watched it a ton. I probably other people did not, but whatever was great in college. So if you have a healthy running back room, you're going to be super run heavy. Uh, I include Lamar Jackson in the running back room because he is a running back at heart. Um, you're going to have a more successful season because you're not going to be passing the ball. All right. I'm going to go a route that I don't think we've ever went with a MVP of the team. And it's going to be someone who doesn't play. It's going to be Greg Roman. Cause he's going to have to figure out what the fuck, (laughs) what the fuck he's going to do with this offense and how he's going to design plays for it. And if he can do that, then they'll be all right. I think that goes very, very much well along with what we've been talking about. Right. I almost want. Yeah. Yeah. I almost wanted to do that with a team, but I didn't go that route. But now I might, That now that you did it. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go move on to, because we're going at 45 minutes already and just on the AFC North. Um, let's move on to, I guess now, best rookie in the division. Over-under? Over-under. Oh, yeah, over-under the Ravens. Shit. Yeah. Their over-under is nine and a half. Under. Not touching under. it. I wouldn't touch either. Like Ethan said earlier, the – the team that wins this division will be ten and seven. I've almost put my money on it. Maybe even nine and eight. Um, so, yeah. I, I wish there was just... a bet that I could make to bet that a team from this division will finish exactly ten and seven because I would make that today. Absolutely, it'd be great odds. And I almost, I feel like ninety percent chance that that's going to happen. Yeah, the winners' division will be ten and seven, and to me. It's either the Bengals or the Ravens. I thought the Browns, but the more I looked at it, Travis convinced me otherwise. So there you go. Uh, rookie of the division. I'll go first. <laughs> tough for me. Go for it. Uh, it wasn't tough for me. I think um, the best player that was drafted, I was a rookie. Travis Gardy alluded to it. The Ravens had a great draft. For me, it's Tyler Linderbaum. I think he's going to come and start from day one. He's going to be key. I mean, when you are a pure run blocker in the NFL, you have a tough job. If he can get it done, I think that he'll help out the Ravens a lot. So that's – I know it's kind of corny to pick a center or offensive lineman to be the best rookie in the division. Fuck but yeah. Show me center my- highlights. <laughs> Show me those get pancakes. Price. Um, uh, get mine is going to be – mine is going to be George Pickens. Uh, that was my second pick. I think that before he got hurt at Georgia, he was just nasty. And if he can stay healthy, that he'll be good wide receiver. All right. I'll play, uh, you know, the contrarian, I guess. I mean, we've all had different picks, so it's not really. Uh, for me, it's Kyle Hamilton. I think you being able to shut down guys like – Joe Burrow, eventually Deshaun Watson. You run into, I mean, what, Lamar Jackson's not going to be, or no, sorry, he's on the Ravens, Jesus Christ. Mitch Trubisky's not going to be too much of a threat, but having the ability to to play safety and kind of control the uh, the secondary from that standpoint, I think you've got a lot of opportunities there. You've got wide receivers like Amari Cooper, um, like Jamar Chase, I get you're not a cornerback, so you're not necessarily on them, locking them down, but you're going to play a big factor in the in the uh, secondary for a lot of the or for the Ravens. Jesus Christ! Again, a lot of bourbon tonight. Um, did you could see, see him that having video a good year. of him on Twitter yesterday? I did not. What was the video of him on Twitter yesterday? 
Oh, man. He got embarrassed by a wide receiver that's not even on the team. This is coming from the guy who just mm. said, I fucking hate anything that comes out of camp. So Okay. But he, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you can't just cover a guy, it's literally just him one-on-one against a guy, and it looked like he'd never even covered a person in his life. So. <laughs> on cue. There we go. All right, so that's so, what, was, what was the on cue? Because I said that was late as fuck. Who are you laughing at? I thought it was laughable. You. All right. Let's hop into the NFC North. Division winner. No, division division winner. Division winner. I think for me, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pick the Ravens. Bengals. Um I mean I we I talked about it earlier, right? I think everybody's gonna finish between ten and seven and like Six and ten, so or six and yeah, eleven. Who the Jesus fuck Christ. you got? I got to lean Bengals. I think Ravens will be up there. I don't think the Steelers have a chance. I think the Browns without Deshaun Watson don't really have a chance. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean Bengals. What are the odds? What are the odds? That's a good question, Trav. Um, the odds are if the Bengals don't win, Ethan shaves off his eyebrows. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shave my uh, my facial hair before I do that. I guess I'm that's part of my I'm, face, though. I'm looking it up real quick. If uh, DraftKings didn't have the slowest fucking app known to mankind, Fix also Josh Dobbs is in this division, so it is kind of fitting to shave my eyebrows. If God uh, damn I am incorrect, exactly. There you go. Conference division. Jesus, dude, it's slower than my computer. Um, that's saying something. AFC North. Bengals are plus 210. Ravens are plus 165. Oh, so the Ravens are the favorite. I like the odds for the Bengals, though. Yeah, I do too, honestly. I would take those are good odds. Hedge them a little bit because no one else is winning it. All right. Piss break. We'll be back after these messages. All right, let's roll it on into the NSC North. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Start off first, the Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers, Ethan's team, additions, Sammy Watkins, Jaron Reed. That's it. Departures, Devontae Adams, Equinamia St. Brown, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Lucas Patrick, Dennis Kelly, Billy Turner, Tyler Lancaster, Zadarius Smith, 
Chandon Sullivan, and not much of a departure, but Kevin King. Not much of a departure at all. Um, I guess I can kick this off as a Packers fan. I the, the one thing that I wanted to note is, one, unbiased, they got worse. We know that. I don't think that that's like a secret to, to talk about. But one thing I did want to note is we talk about additions, right? And you gave two names and that was it. Realistically, that is the only additions that they made. Uh, technically, I would say Robert Tunyon is an addition. I would say Jair Alexander is an addition because they barely played last year. So if they come back and they're as productive as they were two years ago, it's going to feel like a different team. Now they lost a lot. They lost to Darius Smith. He also didn't play a lot last year. I I am actually going to miss Shandon Sullivan. I, I liked him in the back or in the secondary. I keep wanting to say backfield secondary. I will not miss Kevin King. I hope that dude kicks rocks wherever he ended up. I don't even know where he ended up. Um, but yes, I, I would say they got work worse in particularly their wide receiver room got way worse. And we know exactly why. And it's, and it's more than just Devonte Adams too, right? Like that was the biggest piece of it, but there were a lot of other pieces that also made that wide receiver room a lot worse than what it was. To answer I mean, your question, Kevin King played himself out of his job because he's currently still a free agent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, Ethan kind of said it as the as the resident Packers fan in the honorary two drunk brothers seat. They got worse. There's no way to slice it. So I'll keep it short. Keep yeah, it simple. I mean, you lost Devontae Adams. They drafted Quay Walker, linebacker. Uh, they drafted Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. And then they had Christian Watson, who I guess is going to try to replace somewhat of some of the – wide receiver output, but you never know how those uh, FCS, guy, FCS guys are going to pan out. Yep. So I think it's safe to say they got worse. I think we all know who the MVP of this team is. Yeah, it's A-Rod. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. I can play the difference maker if we want to just have a quick thing about somebody other than Aaron Rodgers. I could say that the MVP could also be the running back room because they're going to have to step up. You don't have a wide receiver room that's as potent as it used to be. And granted, outside of Devontae Adams, it wasn't very potent for the past couple of years. But Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to have to take a workload, in my opinion, to keep this team. uh, I mean, I won't get too ahead of myself, but to keep this team good as to what it was, but Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of this team. He's the back-to-back MVP of the entire league, so I don't know how you I hope twist it any other way. I hope A.J. Dillon stubs his toe when he wakes up every morning because I had Aaron Jones on my fantasy team last year, and that shit pissed me off so much. So that's how, Guess what? how that goes. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. I still want, so it doesn't matter. Uh, over, under, on – Total wins. They have this set at a pretty high total. Eleven wins. So I will. Okay, go for I was, it, Garrett. I was going. I was gonna I'll, I'll wait there. until last. Yep. Yeah, I have them at twelve and five. Uh, I mean, and I probably gave them some losses, but I mean, you look at their schedule, especially those first eight games. I see two losses in those first eight games: the Bucks and the Bills. That's my opinion there. They have a lot of home games, which is which is beneficial. And then even after that, they have a few tough games here and there. And then in their, what's really going to kill the Packers here is that week 14 by Travis and I know that all too well. The Dolphins had that week 14 by last year. It's not fun. 
you have to you get injuries in the beginning of part of the year. It sucks. Uh, but then when you come out, come back after the bye, I see him at three and one after the bye. Um, I have him at twelve and five. At and I probably gave him a few losses I shouldn't have. I would take the over. He says eleven and a half or eleven. Eleven. I would take the over. I don't see them any worse than an eleven one team because the division sucks. I just don't see them much, much better than eleven wins. Like I'm capping out at twelve. I think we all said they got worse. They only won thirteen. Only they won thirteen games last year, but I've, with that, with ease, we said that they got a little bit worse. I just that would put them at okay. Well, they have to win twelve games. Here's and a I don't problem. Know if they can make it there. Yeah, I have them at six and zero in their division, though. I don't think they lose a division game. Okay, that's a little, that's a little much. How? Who are they gonna lose to? The fucking Vikings. I think they'll, I think they'll drop a game. I mean, we we see it every every year where teams drop games where they shouldn't. Okay, even that every team, even that you're gonna get five wins from your division. You can't tell me they can't find six wins elsewhere. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll jump in really fast since I haven't talked about it yet. I leaned them eleven and six. I I mean they've won thirteen games the last three years, and to me, realistically, the only big like dire piece they lost is Devonte Adams and don't get me wrong dude was the best wide receiver in the league that's a big loss but to me, I, I think that that just means that Aaron Rodgers is going to spread the ball around more this upcoming season and it may not be as productive as it was in the past couple of years but their defense is still a strong defense and improving at that even with the losses of Darius Smith and their schedule doesn't scare me a whole lot. I mean, there's some tough games in there. They got to play the Bucks. They got to play the uh, Bills. They have to play the Titans. I mean, give or take. I don't. I don't even know if that's scary. The Rams. They play the Dolphins, which I would argue, and you guys can attest to this. It's going to be a scarier game this year, especially on the road. Yeah. But other than that, there's not a whole lot of teams on the schedule that scare me. If Aaron Rodgers a- can still play as at high of a level as he can. I don't see them at less than 10 wins. And I know that's the under, right? Like that's the under, that's kind of the threshold. I would maybe wait to see if the over under drops to 10 and a half and then lean the over if it does drop before the season starts and then take them there. But I'm still going to lean the over. They're both dead even at minus 110. So I doubt it goes anywhere. Their stretch, however, from October to the end of December sucks balls. It does. They got the Bills. Then they play the Lions, okay. Cowboys, Titans, at Eagles, Bears, okay. Rams and Dolphins. That's tough. That's tough. They do have a bye week. They do have a bye week. A bye week mix in there. But to to your point, Travis, that's their toughest stretch for me. Like I have them starting off the year. What I say, two losses in those first eight weeks to the Bills and the Bucks. I'm going six and two. Then after that, I have them going one and zero. I mean, like they're they're basically going to go ping pong back and forth. So I I, I get. What but you're and saying. that's and that stretch alone, I'm not saying they will, but I can see them losing five games, in those games that I just rattled off. So yeah, I mean after the bye, I, I gave them three and one with a loss to the fence, but they could easily lose to the Rams and the fence and go two and two after the bye. So I mean, I mean they could and, yeah they could easily lose to the Dolphins away, the Rams at home, the Eagles on the road, the Cowboys at home, Bills on the road. Like there's there's some tough games in there. I'm gonna go different than you guys just because I think I had a maxed out at 12. I think there's a lot of question marks for this team. 
just for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't advise betting on it, but I'll take the under at minus one ten. Yeah, I would I would take lean the over, but I think really the only team so far out of the five teams we discussed that we're in eight eight of eight we're gonna discuss tonight, the only one we are saying is a must bet is the Bengals under, I think, right? Yeah, Brown I Browns uh, Browns under, under, yeah. Browns Not under, Bengals. Yeah. Browns yeah. under. Um yeah, I mean even as a fan, Travis, I, I don't hate your logic there because I I mean, again, we've won 13 games the last three seasons. Is that going to keep up with a, what is Aaron Rodgers going to be 39 this year? Back-to-back MVP, don't get me wrong, but he's got less talent on the other end of his passes. Um, the defense, not, even though I think it improved, got it, it still has question marks. Don't get me wrong. And, then and I'm not the, saying that they're going to be bad. I just need to see them be good first, if that makes sense. Yep, no, absolutely. And – What's crazy to me, and I think that could be the difference maker in 10 to 11 games, I know that's this is saying a lot, is think back to last year. What happened week one? They got fucking trounced by the Saints, 38 to 3. I could see something similar happening this year to, with, or with the Vikings, I should say, sorry. Um, and that, you know, they come out cold. The offense hasn't really worked together in some capacity, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is throwing to Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. That wide receiver core hasn't worked together ever. Alan Lazard is really the only one because outside of Randall Cobb, who'd been there a long time ago. And then last year he missed half the season. Um, hasn't really worked together and, uh, you know, ran a full game with each other. I don't know how it's going to go. I could see them dropping a game like that. And then suddenly that can just kind of turn the entire season on its head. So we'll see what happens. I'm still going to lean the over. They've won 13 games, three years in a row. I think I could see them win at 11 to 12, but I, I can see your side of the argument. All right. Well, with that being said, let's hop into the Vikings. They would eight and nine last year. Hold on. Who's our MVP? (laughs) Where is that? We did my bad. A lot of bourbon. Continue. Uh, Vikings, 8-9. They added Albert Wilson, Chris Reed. Jared, you're going to love this one. Jesse Davis. Uh, John, Jonathan Bullard. Fucking Kirk Cousins about to get fucking rocks. <laughs> Jonathan Bullard, Harrison Phillips, Jordan Hicks, Zadaria Smith, in-division rival, and Chandon Sullivan, in-division rival. They lost D.D. Westbrook, Tyler mm-hmm. Conklin, Mason Cole, Michael Pierce, Sheldon Richardson, Anthony Barr, Nick Vigil, Mackenzie Alexander, and Xavier Woods. There's where the kicker is, the defense. They got worse because they lost key pieces on the defense, I think. Well, I still think they have a strong defense overall because if you look at and see who they added, they replaced a lot of the, the holes. They lacked depth in a lot of the areas. They drafted Lewis Sign and Andrew Booth, both defensive backs that – I think could immediately come in and be good. I don't think they got better, but I don't think they really got a whole lot worse. I honestly think their Achilles heels, Jesse Davis at right guard. Yeah. Hey, Mike Zimmer got fired. Who's their coach? We, we haven't talked about coaches on this, on these at all, which I realized when I was listening to the last episode that I wasn't on. Cause I feel like that, that plays a big factor, but who, who's your new coach? I forget. Kevin O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Is that the guy from the Rams? Yeah. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Uh, 
I'm not sure because if he was offensive, he didn't do anything because of Sean McVay's pretty much whole doing. Was um, I'm probably way outdating myself in terms of my knowledge, but was Wade was Wade Phillips still on the staff last year for the Rams? Yes, wasn't he? Yes, okay, and he is. It was was the Rams' offensive coordinator then. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Okay, yeah. So anyway, so not bad. Rookie head coach. But here's young my, rookie head coach. Young rookie head here, Here's – Travis just said it. I think their offensive line is trash, and they're going to have to lean. Okay, there's the one line. spot in their offensive line. Who, who who's, who's the rest of the guys? They didn't lose any of the rest of their offensive line. It wasn't good last Christian year. Christian Darsaw, they have Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, and then Brian O'Neill. Not bad. Yeah, here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to shift away because, like, here's Kevin O'Connell. Like, and I've, I've heard this on TikTok, granted, and Twi- I've seen it on Twitter, but like, they're going to move away from this like big run heavy offense. Everyone's like, Josh, J- Justin Jefferson's going to be the guy who's moving to a pass heavy offense. If that's the way it's going to go, it ain't going to work with Kirk Cousins because he is not a pass heavy guy. So I don't know, man. I just see every team in this division outside the Packers being not great. So that's just my opinion I there. See- I see the Vikings being all right. I think their offense is pretty impressive. I mean, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is amazing, but Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, KJ Osborne did really well last year, and then uh, Irv Smith out of Alabama. I think he'll finally be able to get some more reps now that Kyle Rudolph and everyone's gone. But I think their offense is solid. I think that they're obviously going to be the only other team in this division that competes for wins but yeah yeah so okay i'll jump in and i'll say that i agree with you travis and that i think their offense is solid what the question mark for me is is you talked about depth is what happens when one of these guys on defense gets hurt i i don't trust anybody in that second string that can come in and make a difference should a guy like zadarius smith go down because again he missed a very big chunk of last season um, a Harrison Smith go down, you know, you, you Patrick Peterson's getting up there in age as well. So if one of these guys gets hurt, it is football who who's stepping in to make a difference. And that's where I, I have some question marks with this team and I won't jump into my, uh, my takes yet until we get to these last two teams. But I, I have some question marks with this team, and a, a big portion of that is on the defense. I think their offense is going to be fine. On the surface, they look calm and ready, but I think below there might have to drop some, some bombs. And then yeah, they're, they're going to keep their on defense forgetting. Is looking a little bit like mom spaghetti. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're going to keep forgetting. I'm going to tell you guys right now, you guys did that reference on the wrong team. Should have been the Detroit Lions, but – Detroit Lions, the only people they're going to drop bombs on is themselves. Um, MVP? MVP for Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, pick your poison. Yep, mine was a uh, healthy Dalvin Cook is yeah. what I said. Is, He's been as able to he healthy, play, surprisingly, the last few years or last couple of years. Too. He's getting yeah, older, though. He's getting older, if they're though. Tru- I mean, older. Um, if they're truly... If they're truly going to go more pass heavy with this offense, that's going to free up Dalvin Cook to have some more healthy reps. So he might he might 
look really good this season for that reason. Not that he's looked bad. All before. right. That brings us to over under on win total, which they have it at nine, eight win team last year. None Hammer. of us said they got better. So that means they would have to win 10 wins, two more games. Not saying hammer, but I like the under. Probably won't bet it. I will. I'm hitting under. the under. Under. I would I, bet I, the I, under. It's going to yep. play into my uh, my thought process for what's about to come. I told you I, I, have I had, a, had some hot takes. So I have them at best seven wins. So yeah, I think the under is easy easy money there. I had I had them winning eight games again. Uh, probably wouldn't take the over, but I'm not going to hammer the under. I could see them maybe getting the nine. All right, here we go. The dog shit of the division, the Chicago Bears, six and eleven last year. They added Trevor Simeon and Keel Harry. If he ever sees the field, Byron Pringle, Equinamia St. Brown, Dante Pettis, Ryan Griffin, Julian Davenport, Riley Reed, Justin Jones, Lucas Patrick, Matt Adams, Tavon Young. <laughs> I just called it anyway. Travis said earlier yeah. that the Ravens. Oh, you are. Were you? Were you gonna keep going? I was going to departures. They oh have a shit! Lot. That was just that. That was okay. Yeah, those ads. Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams, Marquise Goodwin, Allen Robinson, Jimmy Graham, Jermaine Effetti, Jason Peters, James Daniels, Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, Bilal Nichols, Khalil Mack, Bruce Irvin, Alec Ogletree, Danny Trevathan. Artie Burns to Sean Gibson. Do they do they have any any starting defensemen left? Jesus Christ. Well, you said it best. They have Matt Adams. The man went from baseball to football. He's got to be doing good at something, right? <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is like so Travis like There's a whole other team. When this division when this defense was was good. Like normally you say okay, like when when the team's this bad you lose those guys, it's almost like addition by subtraction. That's not the case. Their defense was like their one kind of shining bright spot last year. And you said the Ravens had the worst wide receiver room in the NFL that you saw. Fucking false. I think it's the Bears. They're both bad. It's so bad. The Bears are terrible. Their wide receiver three right now is Velas Jones Jr. I think that this is the worst team in the division, bar none. I think they're worse than the Lions. Um, And I definitely – let's not spend any time. They got worse. Come on. Four wins max. Can I? Yep. Uh, here's my first hot take of the five. night. Five. Yep. Here's my first hot take of the night. One, uh, this isn't a hot take. I think their running back room is the best part of their team. I think outside of that, they're absolute garbage um, because I like Hillier Herbert and I like David Montgomery. Um, my hot take of the night is I think they're the worst team in the entire NFL this season. Yep. Worst team in the that. entire NFL. My MVP, and- I prepped for this extensively today. My MVP was left blank because I truly didn't know who to put for this fucking team. So you know who I put? I put, and this is crazy, I put Robert Quinn because he has a veteran presence in the locker room. That's literally what I, I almost put. put the I almost put the fucking kicker because I don't know how they're going to score any points otherwise. I don't even know if they'll score points with Cairo Santos, man. <laughs> Ethan, like, Ethan, like you said, I think they're the lot. worst. I think it's either them or the Falcons that are the worst team in the NFL. Okay, well, and then the this thing should is, be easy. You like over you, under, you know, you talk about the Falcons. We'll talk about them in next week. Did. Jesus Christ. We already, we already did. Yeah, you already did. Wow. I was on it. Wow. Uh, we literally talked about them last um, <laughs> uh, 
I think they have the better quarterback in Marcus Mariota and yeah. Bears fans can shit on me all they want, but I think Marcus Mariota is going to be better than Justin Fields this year. So what's the over under at Trev? You're going to shit because this is another Doesn't hammer. Matter. Six and a half. Yep. It's a hammer on the under. This is my favorite bet. I will do that all day long and twice on Sundays. I would Rounds throw my entire paycheck on that right now. They yeah. won six games last year. You mean tell me that you think they might have gotten better? Who right? who put this line out there? Also, let's not forget about their coach. They hired fucking Matt Eberflus. Again, Mizzou product, Mizzou made, but he's a defensive guy, and that wasn't their problem. So nope. what the fuck are we doing here? And it's more of a problem now. They don't I mean, they've just got holes everywhere, man. You've got the wrong St. Brown on their team in the division. Um, you don't have so let's talk. any good wide receivers. It's it's just bad. Let's head into the Lions and talk about the right St. Brown. Uh, yeah. 3-13 and 13 last year, they added DJ Chark, Chris Board, Gerard Davis, Mike Hughes, Deshaun Elliott. They lost Nick Williams, Trey Flowers, Jalen Reeves-Mabin, and Dean Marlowe. They had an amazing draft. They got Aiden Hutchinson, J-Mo Williams, and Josh Paschal. Pascal, Pascal. I think this, yeah, I think this team got better just by, you know, they really, like, I mean, the names you said they lost, meh. The names you said they added, meh. The drafts where they got better. I think Dan I mean, Campbell. get worse from three wins? Dan Campbell's building <laughs> building a good culture up there, I think, in Detroit, as much as everyone likes to make fun of them. Uh, Motor City, Dan Campbell. Um, so I'd say they got a little better. I mean, it's kind of hard to get worse from three and 13, like you said. They just need a little bit. They need their. They need their quarterback. Yeah, Jared Goff ain't it. Uh, their offense is okay, decent enough. Their team's coming together. They just need some guys to be that guy. Uh, and I don't know who that's going to be. Last year was Amon Ross St. Brown. So for me, that's who my MVP is. Um, I talked about hot takes, right? So we're gonna we're gonna jump into the biggest hot take I think I'm gonna have on the entire NFL season. Second place. If they had a better quarterback, they win this division. And and I I don't even like sweat that pick. They're gonna finish second in this division. I think that they're better than the Vikings. I'm gonna call it right now. Jared Goff took their took his team to a Super Bowl at one point. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but they picked up DJ Chark who, if he stays healthy, is a good wide receiver. They have Jamison Williams, who they drafted, who is their wide receiver three right now. They have Josh Reynolds as a backup, who is great with the Rams as a backup. DeAndre Swift is coming into his own. They have Jamal Williams as a backup, who I love, and I hated that he left when he left Green Bay. TJ Hawkinson is a a solid tight end. They got way better on defense, in my opinion, adding Aiden Hutchinson. They already had a bunch of up-and-coming younger guys like Jeff Okuda, who had a horrible rookie season. Don't get me wrong. But if they had a better quarterback, they win this division, and I wouldn't even sweat betting that as a Packers fan. But I think they finished second, and that's like that's my hot take of the entire year. I think they could win 10 games. They're not going to, but I think they could. That's what I'm saying. I think they need some guys to step up. I think their defense is still pretty below average, and their offense with Jared Goff is just meh. That's the reason why they won three games last year. I don't think they did enough to get that much better. Uh, because we I gotta remember that Jared yeah. Goff's still their quarterback. I have a max seven wins. I have a like realistically, I have them at five and twelve. 
Max, you think this I team have, got four wins better? I said, I said, I said, max seven and ten. Realistically, five. And I had. I think I definitely got two wins. Five. Better. Oh, for sure. I had them five to six. Yeah. So what's the over under then? Six and a half. Uh, under. I'm sorry. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> six and a half. That's gross. I think four wins is a huge leap. They have to double their win total and then some from last year. Yeah, no. I don't know, man. I like the I I lean the over for that just because so many. I, That's so I many. think it is, and but I look at the schedule that they have, and outside of like playing the Packers twice, they do play the Bills, they do play the Dolphins. They but, play the entire AFC East, man. They're gonna. They, they, they this might, was a team. They might go zero four. This was a team after East. like so many weeks last week last year that we thought they were gonna go winless. I think they beat the Jets and the Patriots. I'm gonna call that right now. Oh my god, are you think the Patriots? I I told you I, I had some hot takes this week. I think I'm they saying it out loud. I, I, I think show, they show could. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I think they could also very well lose to both. I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying that like they, they have the potential to win eight to nine games this year. I'm not saying they're going to. I say they have the potential to. You guys both just said that the fucking Lions, the Detroit Lions can go into Foxborough, probably the toughest place to play in football and win. I don't believe in Mac Jones. And they're, they didn't do anything to improve that team. We talked about it two weeks ago. They did nothing to improve that team, and I'm not a believer in Mac Jones. Hey, I'm here for it. I mean, the more the more that the AFC East loses outside the Dolphins, I'm here for it. Um, but MVP, we are, did we talk about that? You guys said I'm on Ross. I said I'm on Ross Brown. I'm going to say Dan Campbell. I think he's got. I think he's got something going up there. I'm, I'm going to pull Travis here. I wanted to say the old line because they do have a fucking very very good offensive line. And that's going to be key. Cry after a game last year. <laughs> I don't remember, but he's like a fucking hard-nosed dude. <laughs> Old school. He hasn't done has Oklahoma drills and shit. I think Dan Campbell. I'm pretty sure he cried after one of the he games did. last year. He did. <laughs> what a fucking pussy. <laughs> Jared, I'll agree with you there, though. Um, he's not my MVP, but I like the culture that he's building. Again, coming from a guy who's a rival in the NFC North, I like the culture that he's building there. If I'm going to stick by my bold predictions, I have to Forward go with Jared Goff place. because place. they're not going to win <laughs> that culture. Six, six to nine games. Nice episode 169. Shameless plug. Um, they're not going to win six to nine games without Jared Goff playing at at least somewhat of the level he played at when they went to the Super Bowl with the Rams in 2019. Um, yeah. So to me, it's Jared Goff. 
Flip Machine Mega Ball. Flip Machine Mega Ball. It works so. It works so great. <laughs> Fourth uh, place. <laughs> that's the culture that Dan Campbell is building here. You know what, guys? At least, at least we've tried. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's fair. Uh, rookie of the division. Who do you guys got? Oh fuck! I don't even know. Shit. Uh, go if last. I'm gonna go with my bold prediction, it's Jamison Williams. He's yeah, got to be a catalyst for the Lions for if he's sure. if they're gonna produce. So I'll James take that Williams. guy too. I'll tell you that guy too. Wide receiver from Bama. I know who he is. Could be yeah, healthy. Um. Yeah. I mean, really, there's not a whole lot of like. I don't, are you sure you don't want to take the loose Jones Jr.? We're all we're all in agreement. <laughs> Christian that, Watson. That Green Bay is going to win the division. What are the odds for Green Bay to win this division? I don't even want to know. I don't think if it's uh, at anything less minus than minus two hundred, I'm taking yeah. it. I'm calling minus two forty five. You let me know what it is. I'll let you know. I got to reload up my DraftKings. Here it goes. But while he's looking that up, division winner to me, it's still the Packers. I, oh, absolutely. I mean, even no even unbiased. It's still oh. Packers. So minus one ninety. Hammer Lions. As I thought. Minus one ninety. Vikings plus two sixty five. Lions plus a thousand. <laughs> well, I don't expect them to win the division. Are there? Okay. Is there a bet for me to bet them second? So, yes, there is. Last year, me and Travis won bank on the fucking Saints. Can finish second in the South. Because I'd bet on that. Again. And people can call me crazy all they want. I know there's going to be listeners that are calling me crazy. I know there's listeners. Sorry to you Chicago folks, but I know that you guys are like diehard believers. Your team's not going to be good this year. I'm I'm so sorry to tell you this, but they're not. Oh, Travis, there has to be a bet for the Lions to finish second because we bet on the Saints to finish second last year. I'm trying to find. Oh, here we go. Division finishing position. Um, Detroit Lions. You finished second. Plus three fifty, hammer. No, hammer. <laughs> I'll take. I love third at plus one seventy five. Ooh, but Ooh. you're but you're going like they have to finish only third, right? Not third or better. Yes. Correct. Could you? I mean, you could bet both and still win plus money if you exactly. Yeah, so, 100%. yeah, because they're not going to finish fourth. That's the Bears. They're not winning more than two games. Bears finish fourth. Do, is I'll get a pretty tattoo. embarrassing. Minus one fifteen. Oh my god! There's <laughs> so finish fourth favorite odds. Um, that's great. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, AFC NFC North preview, and we are going to dive into our snake draft. Snake that bitch on in there. Top five TV. Drama characters, anything sure. but comedy, basically. All right, who? Uh, so, uh, mix up the order. Should we do like a random draw to see who goes first, or how? How are we gonna do this? How well, Travis went first last draw? time. So, what do we want to do? I'll go I'm first. gonna do a random draw. I don't think Jarrett needs to go first. I think Jarrett still goes last because he got the most votes on his team. So it'll go Ethan. I me. I did. Jared, you did. I got two. Ethan got one. Jared got three. I was gonna say I got the least amount of votes. Nobody liked my team. And to be fair, after I looked at it, I didn't really like my team either. But that's fine. <laughs> so I, <laughs> All right. When you when you guys gave me the two Parks and Rec characters and Dwight, I was like, I fucking won this thing. Yeah, you got Dwight in the fifth round too, which is crazy to me. I know. Um, 
Okay, badass. I uh, this thing. As I'm going through this today, it like as I started going through characters, more and more shows started popping up on me. Full oh, disclosure. So much. Yeah, full disclosure, and I'm sure those of you who are listening will know, and you two will know as well. There are shows that I haven't watched. There are going to be shows that you guys haven't watched. So if you guys are listening, um, I apologize if I haven't watched things like The Wire. Jared's going to kill me because I didn't watch The Wire or Breaking Bad. Um, I've never seen The Wire, but Breaking Bad's an amazing show. So Yeah, So, but uh, don't have any of those characters. So I'll start it off if you guys are saying I'm going first. And I'm going to do a hot take for uh, first pick round one, first overall. And I'm going Ruth Langmore from Fuck Ozark. Fuck you. Fuck That's, you. That's such a good That show. might be Bitch. one of the best characters in drama of all time. It was I'm just so such mad. a well-played character. It was such a well-acted character. I can't I can't ignore that. I have to take it first overall. That's so good. Well, I forgot about my uh, my team is shot. There it goes. <laughs> well, folks. Um, I'm gonna go with my backup choice for my pick, and I'm gonna go Marty Bird because I thought a good that, he that is also that a good pick, incredibly so well. He did good. I mean, you guys, honestly, I, mean, I forgot about Ozark. Kind of glad I went last because I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick them first. Those are two incredible picks. Um, Jason Bateman in a drama role. So I'm gonna go back to back. I'm gonna go Tony Soprano for obviously from The Sopranos. James Gandolfini, R.I.P. And uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. Probably my favorite drama of all time. So, uh, yeah. All right. Tony Soprano, Walter White. Who do I want to go with? This is tough. Man, I feel like I'm going to get flamed regardless of what I make. (laughs) Regardless of what I make. Go with the One Tree Hill character. I believe in you. (laughs) You're going to do it. It's got to be Nathan Scott. Nathan? Oh, okay. I love he did. So, so okay. I don't know if anyone, is 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 anyone going to pick Dan Scott then? I I was think so. I was thinking about it on the way home, and I'm like, he has such a good really comes yes comes full circle, and it really he really does a good job. But I'm like, but so does I, Nathan. Though. Nathan Scott is my favorite character in that show. You hate Nathan, Nathan? in the beginning. And you fucking love him in the end, Ethan. Who would who would yours have been if One Tree Hill? I well, I God favorite character, or I should say best character for this draft. Like that's a really tough choice. Favorite character, full on crush is Peyton Sawyer. Oh, um, yeah. but and and you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the best character, but that might be who I would have chosen. <laughs> uh, but. Nathan's a good choice. I'm not going to say he's not a good choice. <clears throat> so, does that mean I have back-to-back picks? Oh, my God. I wasn't yeah. in one of the... I, w- I was second last time, so I didn't have back-to-back picks at all. Uh, God. Second round. You guys you guys might like this pick. Travis, you probably will like this pick. Uh, Teddy Bagwell. T-Bag from Prison Break. Oh, me. baby is such a solid character. The dude plays such a good role in that as like this, like lunatic, essentially, if you haven't seen prison break, I highly recommend the show. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a really good character that I was totally put on the show. That show. 
yeah, I it took me a second to think about it, but I was like, man, once I did, I almost picked Michael Schofield, but Teddy Bagwell was just Michael Schofield's character. I think like the acting is horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too <laughs> bland for me. <clears throat> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's either uh, Lincoln Burroughs or I love I love Teddy Bagwell. I actually made an NBA 2K player back in the day named Teddy Bagwell. So. <laughs> Incredible. You did. I remember that he's a big man. Big man, MVP. Incredible. I played 83 <laughs> games that traded, so I played an extra game in the season. That's crazy. But just yeah. Yeah, just pure talent of of the acting alone. I had to go with it. Ethan, next. Yes. Third round. I'm gonna go in a completely opposite direction. And I'm going to go Alex Karev from Grey's Anatomy. I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan, full admittance, uh, transparency. And he was my favorite character on the show. I could have gone with somebody like Miranda Bailey, for those of you who have watched the show. But Alex Karev was, to me, one of the one of the best characters on the show. Had the best character development and was on the show almost the longest outside of, like, uh, Meredith Grey herself and then, like, Miranda Bailey and uh, a couple of the others. But absolutely. I was going to say... I was going to take this last round, but you said Wintry Hill, so it made me think that you might have taken someone from Wintry Hill. <laughs> but this one is what I really want to take. Tim Riggins. God damn. Ooh. Damn you. Damn That's you. such a good pick. Such a Talk about a fucking all-time character. Went to prison for his brother. because All-time a character. Player. Chopping up cars. What an asshole. Uh, fucking, <laughs> his brother was an asshole. Um, love, love me some Tim Riggins. Tim Riggins is a great pick. Love that pick. Um, so that means I'm not, I'm up next. I do my third round and my fourth round pick. Oh, I'm in a tough spot here because none of you guys have done any done any Game of Thrones. Um, thought about it. Didn't watch it enough. I didn't get to. I didn't finish it, but I thought about doing like some classic. And I haven't hard, watched a single episode. It's hard for me to pick my favorite Game of Thrones character because I'm only going to do one. I'm not going to be that d bag. Those two. I'm going to try to spread it out here. I'm going to go with Tyrion Lannister. He is my favorite. If you guys don't know, he's the midget. Um, yep. But, uh, hey, he's, uh-uh. Little person. Little yeah, person. We don't do that here. Now. So I'm going to go Tyrion <laughs> Lannister. He had such great character development on the show. Ended up being uh, Hand of the King. Uh, and really played it well. My next pick is going to be Dexter Morgan from Dexter. Fuck. He is such a fucking great character on TV. Um Minus season eight, so yeah. You you took that pick right out from under my ass. So <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, that's okay. I wasn't gonna take it, so it would have been. It still would have been there. Mine. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's going to be Dustin Henderson. Fuck! Oh, my God. Come on, now. You really just took the last two picks from me? Now, I don't even know where I'm going to go with these next two. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You were going to pick Dustin? 
I was going to pick well, my next order in order because I have them written down from one to I think I have eight characters here because I just made sure that in case you guys picked them uh, was fucking Dexter Morgan and Dustin Henderson back to back. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, well. well. If you had eight characters there, you should still have one left. I do, but they're obviously lower on the list. Yeah, true. <laughs> So Ethan's last pick. What oh, is it, what's it no, be? no explanation for you, Trav. Sorry, I was giving you some room to explain your Dustin Henderson pick. Oh uh, no, no, just he's he like he's the funniest I think in my mind in that show. Like I know we're not doing comedy, but while it is not a comedy show, he makes it funny and just plays his role so well. Because I think he's the only one that in that show that like kind of looks like an elementary school kid, middle school kid. Yeah, I uh, that I think that was my biggest argument, right? Is he's the most well-rounded character in Stranger Things. He's funny, but he's also like super intelligent as like a child. Although, like in season four, he's not a child anymore. I mean, he still is, but don't get me wrong. Um, but he he's just got a lot of a lot of good parts to his character. So that that's that was my ch- the reason that I chose him. And obviously, Dexter Morgan. I'll kind of backtrack for. Jared, the reason I wanted to pick him is because of the same exact thing, right? He had had a lot of pieces to his character that made him super unique. I have to go with then uh, my last two picks in my list. Number seven, I feel like, well, yeah, I have back to back. I have fourth round and fifth round. Um, My my next pick's a little bit of a cheating pick, but when I looked it up because I wanted to make sure it said it was a detective drama. Um, it's Yelena Belova from Hawkeye. Fucking Florence Pugh's character in that show is so good. I don't care if she only had like three episodes in the entire season. Was such a good character. I mean, she's a good I'm character sorry. in Black Widow, but that's a movie, so I can't count it. But I love that character oh, really? in that show. Had to go she, with it. She was good. She was good. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, great. she's a good character. The mac and cheese scene is just <laughs> alone. It's just a great, a great fucking scene. awesome. <laughs> and then uh last but not least for the fifth round, first start of the fifth round, I have to go with Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. Um mm. I almost went with Daryl Dixon because the man himself is just a really good character in the show. But, Carl! Uh, Carl! 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 Uh, I had to go with the main character for for such a long time. I watched, uh, admittedly, like the first like I don't even know how many seasons. Me and Jared watched it all the way till like but season eight. Yeah, Dude, I I think forever. I watched up until um, when Glenn when Glenn got his head bashed in. That's yeah, that's, that's about. I actually, I I watched it a little bit past that. I think we watched but, the season after that, and then yeah. I didn't make it past that, but either way, whenever when when Carl when Carl got eaten when Carl got eaten by the zombie, oh my god! Whenever the tiger shit started coming in, is when I backed out. Yeah, yep, yep. But good series nonetheless for the first six to seven seasons, if I'm remembering correctly. But Rick Grimes was such an iconic character for that show. So it fell off. It fell off after. If I want to chime in. After what was that? Whenever there what was it got the governor? After the governor yeah. was like the like the lead villain. I think it was season three or four, and like when they were staying at the prison, that was like the peaks the peak of that show right there. Well, to me, 
to me it fell off when it stopped being so much more it stopped being about the zombies and it started being more about the people like the whole point of the walking dead right is to like watch like how you interact with like the living dead and like zombies and the apocalypse and it turned into like hey we're gonna kill like these fellow people who are also trying to survive like 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 counteracts the entire point of the show so it just kind of it kind of ruined it for me yeah for sure for sure all right chad what's your last pick I was torn between two characters from the same show, or a couple characters from the same show, but I gotta go with the one, and I think this will be my only female character at will. It's going to be Sarah Cameron. Mm. Outer Banks. Outer Banks. That's a good. Uh, that's a good pick. Good pick. She's hot as hell. Um, yep. Yeah. That's the only work. reason. Great Not character development. Reason. High, high majority of the reason. Yeah, uh, I will go. You don't love last... me, Topper. You don't love me, Topper. You love the idea of me. You love being seen with me. <laughs> um, my last pick is going to be kind of a double dip between Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. It's going to be Saul Goodman. Um, such such a great character on on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul has been showing the backstory of him. How is to... no? taken any other breaking bad character i just never I watched know. it i took walter white and, and and saw goodman i mean jesse pinkman jesse pinkman was on my list he oh, you did take walter white i'm sorry i forgot you took him yeah in a second right? took walter white but i could have taken jesse pinkman but i think i took saw goodman because saw goodman's been on both breaking bad and on better call saul and he kind of got to see like his backstory how he became a crooked ass lawyer why he how he arrived at that point, and it's very, very intriguing to me. I think he has a great character arc because of that. So that's my last pick. I do have some some fucking some honorable mentions if you want to throw some out there. Let's For hear me, it. it was it was tough because like, hey, people are gonna people are gonna be mad because you know that you didn't include their favorite character. I don't watch that much TV. These are my favorites that I've seen, so I can't speak on behalf of what I haven't seen. Preference. Fair enough. Like, like, like Ethan said, I've never seen The Wire. I've never seen like Succession or fucking Mad Men. So I, I didn't have. Don, I'm sure Don Draper is on people's top ten or whatever. I, so. I, I want to watch Peaky Blinders. I've heard that's really good. Can't, yeah. can't do it. You, you, I'm telling you right now, you won't be able to do it, Travis. Why? Because of how they talk, you can't fucking hear what they're goddamn saying. Got to get subtitles. They're talking. <laughs> they all sound like they all sound like fucking Patty Pimblet. I swear to God. Oh my god. Fucking Squid Games. That's another good one. Um, never never watched that. I'm not sure gonna watch, watch it. it. They I'll all sound like it. fucking they all sound like fucking Patty Pimblet, man. They all Yeah. Are they British or what? Yes. Yes. All right, cool. Well, I don't know. There's a lot fun. of good shows out there that I haven't seen. Like I, I was looking at the list and I was like, yeah, like I haven't seen Mindhunter. Like you said, Jared, haven't seen Succession. I never watched Handmaid's Tale. So there's a lot of good characters from those that obviously we did not include. But um, I do suggest that both you guys, both you guys love Dozark. I think now that you guys are a little bit older, if you went back and rewatched and tried to watch Breaking Bad again, I think you guys would both like it. It's basically Ozark, but you put it in the fucking desert in New Mexico. That's basically what it is. Um, did anyone in our comedy draft pick Marshall? From How I Met Your Mother, I didn't. 
No one did. I'm pretty mad because we're rewatching that right now. <laughs> elite character, elite. How many? So you want to know what? It's weird for me. Uh, it's a lot of like laugh track comedy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So another another honorable mention for me that when I was looking up some like ideas for this, I had some good ones in mind, but I also wanted to look up some things that I might have forgotten. Fucking Rick from Rick and Morty. Apparently, Rick and Morty is technically a drama, and I was like, that's incredible to me because I would have picked Rick not a immediately. But I don't know how that's not a comedy, but it's it's a drama in in its own sense. I think it's like a like a sci fi drama. I can't remember the exact exact term that they gave when I looked it up, but uh, another great show, another great character. I mean, Travis Travis had one. I had two Friday Night Lights characters, fucking Coach Taylor. Coach um, Taylor was such a yeah. great character for me. And then I always had Jon Snow and Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, but I feel like Tyrion is a better pick for Game of Thrones. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to pick one from one show, right? Like, in comedy, we picked three from The Office alone, but it's kind of nice to di- to diverse our our picks. So I think I was the only one, I was the only one that double dipped, and but technically, my Saul Goodman was from Better Call was more for Better Call Saul than Breaking Bad. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great that we were able to steal some of each other's though. That way, it didn't feel like we were all just had like. Well, steal some for each other's is is, is kind of. It's, we stole some from Ethan, essentially. Like, Ethan stole my yeah. my one you of stole one from me. I did steal your first one, yeah. But you guys, the Dustin Henderson and uh, Dexter fuck, Morgan. I don't remember. Yeah, Dexter Morgan back to back was heartbreaking for me. Might yeah. lose me well, again yeah. in our uh, our Twitter poll if you put one up. So I'm feeling feeling pretty good about mine, but we'll see because dramas people get really fucking bent in a shape. So like them. team team one, Ruth Langmore. Uh, Teddy Bagwell, Alex Karev, yeah, Yolanda Belova, Yelena Belova, Yelena Belova, and Rick Grimes. That was the Yelena might kill me with the public, yeah, Yeah, but I don't care because I'm sticking with it. And then Marty Bird, Nathan Scott, Tim Riggins, Dustin Henderson, Sarah Camera, Ultimate. Uh, millennial team, and then Tony Soprano, Walter White, Tyrion Lannister, Dexter Morgan, and Saul Goodman. Jared, I don't want to like if we had a poll of 40 year old men, Jared wins. I I almost said I don't want to age Jared, but his team is gonna go so well with the older crowd that listens to this podcast so much. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. So again, you guys should fucking watch Sopranos. Now you're getting older. It's a fucking great show. Like Ethan, like I think you'd really like because you like you're more of a slow burn type of guy. Travis has to have his attention grabbed like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah. Travis, no offense. That's just how you are. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, no offense taken. Yeah. But Ethan, you're more of a slow burn guy. It's got a lot yeah. of like backstory about the Italian crime, and I think you'd like it if you've never seen it. I have not seen it, so and I and I would love to have you watch it because the ending fucking is very controversial. <laughs> we can talk about it on a future podcast because it's going to take me a while. But on yeah. episode two hundred and seventy nine, exactly. <laughs> uh, with that being said, folks, hope you enjoyed. We know these are a little bit longer, but this keeps us from doing 
a whole episode on just one division. So, yep. And they stay long. They stay good for longer too. So, there you go. We will evergreen. evergreen. We will see you guys next week with AFC and NFC West. And that's about it. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 